If you crack open the 300-page city budget, it's actually pretty interesting to see where general fund dollars come from and how they're spent. General fund being police and fire, public works, parks, planning, and a lot of support functions. Now, to support all this, the dollars mostly come from sales and property tax revenues, which gives you an idea why so much focus is on economic development in our growing city. I'm Jay Sokol, and that's our topic of the day with city manager Kelly Templin, who likes to keep his hands in the economic development game, even though he now has someone else spearheading those efforts. So how important is economic development in College Station? It's hard to understate the significance of economic development to the city. When you look at the level of sales tax, of course, the ad valorem property tax uh, that sustains uh, the city's budget, uh, you cannot underscore or you cannot overstate the importance of of sales tax to everything we do, to uh, funding equipment, to paying salaries, uh, retaining employees, providing raises. Um, it's it's all important, and it, it deserves a lot of attention. I think it gets a good amount of attention here. Uh, it's going to be getting more attention uh, with the arrival of Natalie Ruiz uh, and the growth of that function within our government. So. It's, it's also very interesting. If, any, if you've ever spent any time uh, around that atmosphere, it's pretty dynamic and can be pretty entertaining, and, uh, and I, I like doing it. It seems like either you or Natalie uh, described College Station's approach to economic development for so long as being, our doors are open, everybody come on in. Well, and, and that's... That's not completely fair, uh, but as a college town that is uh, has always been described as relatively recession-proof, College Station's approach to economic development has been largely opening the door, you know, uh, five days a week to see who walks in, and that served us well. I think it would pay to be more strategic about that and to reach out to, um, um, to certain companies, franchises, what have you, to see if we can accommodate them here see if there's some, something that's mutually beneficial. So it, it would help to be more proactive in that regard. I know that, that Brian is being very proactive in that regard, and, and uh, they're very hungry, as they should be. I just think we need to pay more attention to that function, and, and we are. To some, economic development is a pretty fuzzy concept anyway, which means people make a lot of assumptions about how things actually happen. But quite often, those assumptions are wrong. Well, the, the sort of central theme that you hear again and again is that the city is giving away the store, you know, that we're paying people to come and do business here, and uh, that's not the case. Uh, the, there, there are many unwritten rules I think the city has. Uh, one of them is that we don't incent retail, we don't incent restaurants, uh, we've never incented uh, single family, or for that matter, multifamily. Uh, so it's... the, the the concentration is on net exporters, high-paid jobs. Uh, the bio-quarter effort is a, is a good example of that. So economic development in College Station is, is very focused and very strategic, and it's go- going to become more so. Um, I think a lot of what economic development is that people don't understand is it's about facilitation. Now, there's not a dime in the offing there. The, the city's not paying for anything. It's about facilitating uh, you know, sitting down and finding out how we make this fit or how we make this work in College Station. But there are no corners that are cut. It's just having those conversations, welcoming, welcoming these, uh, the people, the franchises, businesses to see how we can accommodate them. But uh, more times than not, uh, it's not about money. It's just working, working your way through codes, 
et cetera, et cetera. Are there times when we were approached by an outside entity and we discover through this process you just described that there's really not a sensible fit in College Station, but we don't want to let it go from the community. Do we sort of walk them down the road to, to Brian to see if it works for them? Well, yes, because the larger view is uh, if if we don't have the land or we don't have the right infrastructure, uh, but say Brian does, will we take that to Brian? Absolutely. If if somebody's coming to town with a multi-million dollar payroll, you know, that, that might be a better fit for Brian, will we take it to Brian? Yes. Uh, because we share a boundary, we share sales, we share, uh, a, a, you know, a lot of things in that regard. So uh, we need to be invested in keeping Brian healthy in the same way they need us to, to be financially healthy. So if it's not a good fit for us, I will absolutely, and, and we have actually um, walked industry um, to the city of Brian, and I feel certain they'll do the same thing. It may be a little counterintuitive, but the benefits of successful economic development in College Station don't stop at the city limit signs. There's a much bigger picture. We have very, very impressive demographics in the city of College Station. And if we work to bring in employers where the, you know, the average employee has a, a graduate degree and they're making $75,000 a year, uh, we're helping the schools. We're helping the buying power of our average citizen here. We're helping to increase sales in the city, which means sales tax, which is general fund revenue. So it, it it actually pays us to try to be as strategic as possible to try to bring in some of those high-paying jobs. There, there are other aspects to this, too. There's a benefit to the university. We are relatively rural. That is, we have one of the largest universities in the country. It's not in an urban setting. So we end up with a lot of underemployed spouses. So if, uh, if we can recruit a professor here from Seattle or Chicago or upstate New York, and uh, they have an accomplished spouse, if we have industry in town, we have job opportunities, we have a better chance of uh, that professor signing on with Texas A&M University if their, their spouse can find employment in the community. That's something that A&M has described to us as, as uh, sort of a recurring issue for them, uh, that they miss out on certain faculty because their spouses can't find jobs here, find employment. So we're not just trying to help City of College Station, we're trying to help Texas A&M University, we're trying to help Brazos County. We're sort of all in this together. Okay, so what if I live in North College Station and I don't really care what new thing comes to South College Station? Well, believe it or not, we hear that kind of complaint quite often. If a certain restaurant comes here, and let's say that you can't stand that restaurant, you will never go to that restaurant, but it's decided to come to College Station and the sales are good at that restaurant, I'm very, even if I never go there, I'm happy that they're here. Because remember, we're not just we're not just serving the citizens here in College Station. We have visitors, of course, uh, athletics, et cetera. And then we've got people that come here from uh, outside of Brazos County. They'll come into shop, they'll dine, they leave their money here, and they leave. That's good for our economy. So uh, wherever the growth, the positive strategic growth has taken place in College Station, it's good for all of us. Uh, it helps supplement the tax base, and that's how we pay for roads. It's how we pay for police, fire, all the services that we provide. You talked about some franchises that you might want to see come to College Station. Do you have a wish list? Do you have, uh, and I know that's hard to talk about uh, publicly, but I mean, if you had a wish list, what are the kinds of things or the specific things that you would like to see come to College Station? Next Me personally? Years? Yeah. Me personally? Number one, Cabela's. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty selfish. Yes, it's very selfish. I, I don't think it's likely. If you look at their profile, they're going to go to larger metropolitan areas. But uh, 
rest assured, if the call came, I would personally drive to Nebraska to discuss the issue with them. Uh, there, there are lots of uh, really just quality of life issues. I, I, you know, I hear all the time we need more restaurants. We need different types of restaurants. Uh, we export a lot of sales. Uh, people go down to Houston to, to, or to Dallas or San Antonio, even Austin, to, uh, you know, to buy goods. So we're, we're exporting retail sales outside of College Station. Of course, we, we import retail sales from the county, some from Bryan, what have you. So uh, we, we need to take a closer look at that. But um, it's not really sure I'd like to have Cabela's. But um, uh, because people would come from everywhere to go to that Cabela's, heck, I drive to, I drive to the one in Buda to, you know, to uh, every now and then to have a look at what they have there, just to walk around. Heck, if, even if I don't buy anything, I'll walk around and look. So it's a bit of a tourist attraction, and um, yeah, I'd like to have something like that here. Any types of businesses here that are going to import those those sales, folks come in on Saturday, um, shop, dine you know, and travel back to Huntsville or wherever they, they came in from. Um, and so that's a net positive. Does it bring traffic? Yes, it brings traffic. Uh, but pretty soon we're all going to be experts in this traffic situation because of how our traffic spikes on Saturdays in the fall. And, you know, we, we, we locals know how to pattern our driving behavior and what have you. If we're not going to the game, we know what parts of town to avoid, you know, on Saturdays. But, um but I would ask you to, you know, think carefully about complaining too too much about that traffic because uh, people leave a lot of money here in College Station when they come in for game day weekends, and God bless them. That's a large part of our economy. One of the common themes you'll hear from Kelly is how everyone on the city staff, that's eight or 900 of us, plays a role in economic development. For employees of the city of College Station, this is something that I'm, I talk about all the time. Uh, we're all involved in economic development. We're all involved all the time. I just got an email that I shared with you about our parks crews uh, working through the rain, working till three in the morning to be sure softball fields uh, were ready and available for the folks. That's economic development. I got this rave review from an umpire that said he'd never seen city employees work that hard and, and said we, we should be proud of them. These people stayed an extra day in our hotels. They ate here. They had a great experience. And they're going to come back, and they're going to bring their friends and their family with them. So the parks crews are involved in economic development. Everybody that works for the city that provides quality of life for our residents and our visitors is involved in economic development. You should embrace that role because, uh, you know, with, those, with that income comes uh, uh, equipment, personnel, raises, um, facilities, everything that we need that general fund provides. So I, I would ask the employees to embrace that role. And our citizens, you know, we, we are an incredibly uh, friendly city. I'm, I'm always bowled over by, you know, when I walk into Cavenders or Academy or what have you, how, how people engage complete strangers and chat them up. So everybody in College Station in the Brazos Valley is involved in economic development, whether they recognize it or not. And we do a pretty good job of it. If you have questions about economic development in College Station, your first contact is Economic Development Coordinator Natalie Ruiz, who politely listens to Templin and then explains to others, Not only was it authentic frontier gibberish, it expressed a courage little seen in this day and age. Both Kelly Templin and Natalie Ruiz can be reached at 979-764-3509. I'm Jay Sokol. Thanks for listening.